Good morning, everybody. Happy uh, eight minute mind shift. Uh, hopefully, this phrase won't offend anybody, but uh, you need to get your butts out of your head. Now, there's kind of a sarcastic, not so kind thing that we say in our culture to get your head out of your whatever. And that means get your head out of your butt means that you're not thinking clearly, you're not seeing clearly, you're not processing clearly. I intentionally changed it to get your butts out of your head. Now, the unpleasant get your head out of your butt is B-U-T-T. I'm talking about B-U-T, but, and have you ever heard this thought that uh, when you say the word but, it erases everything before it? Um, This could really be a good day, but it probably won't be because blah, blah, blah. In other words, uh, I, I really think so-and-so is going to make a good decision in this situation, but they don't usually make good decisions. In other words, the word but used in this context erases what's before it. In other words, uh, you know, I think I'm going to have a great day, but what your mind just did was kind of a defense mechanism. Uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I think I'm going to have a good day. But, in other words, it's padding your expectations so you won't be quite so disappointed and hurt. But it, what it does is it erases what's before it. Now, why am I talking about this? Because we're talking about mind shift mojo. We're talking about the whole idea of toxins. And toxins, one of the one of the signs of toxins is... We already talked about if then. If then can be indicators of toxins. Well, if this, then that. Well, if God really loved me, then he'd do this or he wouldn't allow that or whatever. And the problem is, yes, it might be legitimate for you to question why this or that did happen or didn't happen. Meaning, you know, dude, if you're a loving God, what's, what's the deal? What's going on here? Nothing wrong with questioning that. But it is wrong to question something that's clearly put forth as capital T truth in Scripture. If you love me, then. So if then can be a a, a toxic way of thinking. And uh, just a good thing to keep your eye on. If then. Well, if I pray enough, read enough, stop sinning, don't do that anymore, start doing that, then... God will be pleased with me. Well, not a good way to think because God's already pleased with you. Why? You made the one decision that's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, and that is to recognize who Jesus was, what he did, and believe that he did it for you and, uh, and walk in that and enjoy that. So if then is, 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 a, is a potential clue to toxins, right? Well, this whole idea of but is also, um, it's, it's very similar to if then, but it, it's tricky. The way we use the word but, John 8, 31 and 32. I love these verses. Great for you to soak in them a little bit. Jesus said to those Jews who believed. Important to just kind of think that whole phrase through. Who is he talking to? And he defines who he's talking to. Jesus said to those Jews who believe, if you, 
Continue in my word. Continue in my word. What does that mean? Build, build your uh, experience of reality, your understanding of reality, your explanation of reality. Remember, events aren't what cause you emotional turmoil. It's your interpretation slash explanation of the event. If you continue my word, if you continue my word, if you allow my word to become the ultimate definer of your reality, historically, personally, presently, future, um, what do you mean? Well, if an event happens, someone hurts me, and I, I say, well, if, if you loved me, then this wouldn't have happened. What I've done is I've, I've not continued in his word. I've explained a situation in a way that makes me feel, uh, in a sense, what I'm trying to do is get God to prove something to me. And he, I'm asking God to prove that he's not a liar. I mean, think about that a minute. Well, if I sort of fleece, we call it fleecing God. Well, God, if you really want me to do this, you know, whatever. And in decision making, that's a little different. But God, if you really love me, you'll help me get this job. Or that person over there is going to fall in love with me. Or whatever. Uh, well, here's the thing. As soon as you say if to something God's declared, promised, explained, you're, you're already not continuing in his word. You're already not allowing his word to explain reality, you're using reality to try to explain his word. And I hope I'm making sense. And this is not something that just comes easy and automatic, but it's something you got to think through. Uh, because here's the thing. You, you, you believe your way to freedom. And believing is acting on a truth. Uh, acting on truth. Um, as if you believe it's real. So if you continue my word, if then kind of gets you in trouble, but can get you in trouble, the word but, you know, uh, I believe God's for me, but, you know, I, I believe God uh, is going to help save my marriage, but, and whatever follows that can erase what came before it. So let's just plow through this verse, John 8, 31, 32. If you continue my word, if you allow my word, we talked a little bit ago about how it's kind of a common thing in our culture right now to say my truth. Well, here's the deal, darling. Um, my truth is going to get you about as far as the person who said it. Um, in other words, your truth has about as, it has as much power as the source it came from. Um, I would prefer to allow the creator of all that is to define what is and how it operates and how I cooperate with it. So that whole concept of my truth, uh, I mean, it's wrong before it even gets out of the gate. Um, whatever. I mean, I, I don't think I need to explain that too much to you guys, but if I do, send me a comment and I'll see what I can do. But um, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. What does that mean? You've engaged the process, the, the, the week-long, month-long, year-long, decade-long, lifetime-long process of allowing your reality to be conformed to mine. Jesus talking. And, and you're, uh, 
if you continue my word, then you're my disciples indeed. Then you're going to allow me to slowly but surely root up, pluck up, pull down, destroy, build and plant. Jeremiah 1.10. Root out, pluck up, pull down, destroy, build and plant. Pull, slowly but surely, identify. Remember uh, capture, question, replace? I'm going to help you identify the places where you're thinking your interpretation of reality differs from mine. And we're going we're gonna to alter that so that you're continuing in my word. And then you're my disciple indeed. Uh, and it goes on to say this. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you. Truth in and of itself doesn't change us. What changes us is truth that we know. And you shall know the truth. Now, here's the problem. Going to take me a second. That word there is not. They don't. They didn't. When this Bible, when the Bible was written, they didn't mean that word the way we mean it today. The way we mean it today is uh, two plus two equals four. I, I, I memorize my my multiplication tables. I memorize whatever. I know my multiplication tables. Not 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 what it's saying. The best definition I've acquired over the years by just playing with the words and its interpretation is this. To know something or someone, now listen, is to become acquainted through experience over time. To become acquainted, meaning there's a relational interaction through experience over time. Well, if you continue by word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall acquire a relationship with truth through your experience of that truth over time. And that truth will set you free. Whoa, dude, slow this thing down. Jesus loves me, this I know. What do we go on to say? For the Bible tells me so. It's going to sound a little weird to some of you, but here's the problem. The problem with many people's faith and, and their journey with God is that that's how they think. Jesus loves me, this I know. Why do I know that? Because the Bible says so. That's great. Great starting point. But here's the deal. I, I knew my father loved me, but he sure didn't show it very well. And it caused immense turmoil in my soul and affected the decisions and choices I made throughout my life. If he had shown love 50% better, there's no telling how different my life might have been. What am I trying to say? I believed he loved me, but I didn't know it. I didn't experience it over time to such a place that it became an established part of my being. Truth that you experience as real is what changes you. Jesus loves me, this I know, because I've been held in his arms, because I've heard him whisper my name, because I've had moments of encounter with him through his word, through his spirit, in the company of his people. I've experienced his love. Now, Start with, Jesus tells me this, I know, for the Bible tells me so. But don't settle for that. 
God's here, peeps. He's here. And he wants to connect with you in a way that you know he's as real as the air we're breathing, the phone or whatever it is you're looking at me through. Let's allow God to take our faith to a place that's rooted so deeply in the reality of who he is that it's unshakable. All right? Love you guys. See you next week.